Welcome to Screen Watchers, your games cast for all multi-platform news, discussion, and oftentimes irrelevant banter. I am Joe DeClara. I am joined by Ryan. Yeah. And Mike. How you doing? I'm doing well. We are, of course, a video game podcast where we discuss the news of the week and the video games we've been playing, but we also are a podcast of irrelevant banter. Totally relevant banter only. Not true. We talked about Civil War last week. Did you see Civil War? Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you think of Civil War so far? The Civil uh, War cast like every uh, week. Uh, we just go over this I, with new people. I thought that um, the beginning of the movie when they're when they're doing like the UN meetings and there's all these bombings and whatever. I thought it was like a really solid A movie. You know, I really liked the hand to hand combat uh, when they were going to Winter Soldier's apartment. Spoilers. And, uh, <laughs> that was a good part. Was a good and then as soon as the other Avengers come in, it went to a, like a C movie, and then they ended it on like a B. This is a multi movie. This movie has gone from yeah, yeah, multiple yeah. tiers. I, so when I, are we looking at the average? We're looking at like a B. Yeah, yeah. I, I like you? I like Spider Man. I like uh, Ant Man. Really I like Ant Man slash Giant Man. I thought they were like the funny parts, but then. Yes. Like, I think that they handled that airport scene really poorly. Why? No, that was the best part. Where was Vision the whole time? Yeah, Vision could have just put a stop. Vision is a broken part of the whole thing because it's like, I'm God. And that you can't have that. I'll tell you why Vision wasn't murdering people. Because the whole point was they were kind of being like hands offish. Like they weren't trying to murder each other. They that's were true. still fairly friends. They're just trying to sort something out with a little bit of violence. Okay, yeah. okay, that's very true. You're gonna run into a movie, one of these movies where Vision, the fact that Vision exists, is just gonna be a problem. I mean, I they, they specifically said that like, well, we're removing Hulk and Thor from the equation because they're gonna, gods. and we're gonna give like the loosest explanation as to like why they're leaving. And uh, then they're going to leave like a character like Vision, who I understand is like trying to understand like being a human and morality and whatever. Maybe his uh, real plot device that they were supposed to use that they cut for time constraints or whatever reasons is because like he's trying to like make sure nothing gets too out of hand. But then he goes and turns around and paralyzes Rhodey for, you know. Yeah, Yeah, he fucked up. Exactly. That's why he's too powerful. I mean, he He messed up that power. Yeah, exactly. And doesn't he have? I think that's fine. So like we're now that part was sweet though. The airport part was like the coolest bit. There's a there's a scene from uh, one of the animated movies. Yeah, uh, it's like the first Avengers or whatever came out, um, very early on in the Marvel uh, friend like resurgence and coming out with all these movies, uh, where um, Ant Man becomes Giant Man for the first time in front of everybody. Uh-huh. And uh, so Hulk- that didn't happen in the Ant Man movie. No. No. No, he didn't become Giant Man in Giant, No one knew he could go Giant I, yeah, I assume yeah. that was like a thing. So like a, in this animated movie, he becomes Giant Man and Hulk comes and first comes up to his knee and locks onto his knee and then just punches the side of it and breaks his knee as Giant Man. <laughs> and then he falls over. He's out of commission. Later on, he stands up and he's like holding on to something. And Hulk comes over, does the same thing, but to like his Adam's apple and just like punches out his Adam's Dope. apple. Awesome. So Ant-Man's not really awesome if he's huge. Right. I mean, I yeah. just I He's just, just wish, a big dude. He's yeah, just big. Yeah. I wish I saw that. Yeah. Um, but what, uh, it was kind of funny that watching him be super slow and dopey yeah. as like, I, we're, we're kind of like in spoiler territory but like i really wish i'm surprised like hulk didn't make an appearance at least once not know? in this movie we're that's, gonna see him in space hulk yeah space hulk that's yeah. a movie that's the prediction that's the prediction okay all right 
Well, I mean, I just wanted to talk about it because I had finally fucking seen the movie, mm-hmm. and I was jealous of you guys had still already seen the movie. Anyway, of course, we are a video game podcast. We'll be discussing uh, some things like the games we played. Uh, Ryan, you played uh, Minecraft on the Gear VR this week. Finally. Which is pretty exciting. Where are you guys getting VR? this VR equipment to just actively use? Well, Ryan works. Actually, yeah, at my job, people are testing out VR like wow. daily. They're developing on VR. Is, so. is there like a bring to your son to work thing that I can come to? No, but we <laughs> can get my you son. <laughs> full beard. We can get you into like a VR situation if you want. Pretty soon. Yeah, there's there's lots of ways to do it. Like Ryan and I, obviously, we went to a couple of expos uh, all within two weeks of each other, where we saw a lot of VR. So that was part of it. And then Ryan, uh, it's just around his work. But there's a Microsoft there's way, store yeah. in the city that has. Yeah, there's uh, multiple ways provide. you can get VR. There's a, a couple micro- Microsoft stores in the U.S. right now. One of them being in the city where they're putting the vive up all the time so you can just try out your vr and there's gonna be a few game stops that are gonna have it like 10 in the yeah. world P- GameStop will have also playstation vr for sure uh probably in a big way probably not just like 10 because uh they were talking about like the ceo was saying how they were going to be supporting uh playstation vr in a big way uh but that's vr i had been playing uncharted 4 which is a fantastic game it came out mike what have you been playing this week anything uh, I you, mean, you were not playing Uncharted Four. Briefly, briefly played Uncharted Four to get the to the the gist and mechanics of the game. But I, I watched Uncharted Four. But as for like games that I've played myself for real, of course, Counter Strike. Yeah, Counter Strike. Yeah, and um, you played Dun- a lot of Counter Strike this week. Dungeons and Dragons, which I've never mentioned on the podcast before. Not Mark, a video game, but not a video game, an analog game. Yeah, but of course, we'll always discuss the news uh, this week. Uh, We'll be talking about Disney Infinity because we didn't get to talk about that last week. I don't know if it come out uh, the same day. Yeah, we didn't talk prior about to that. that. We didn't talk about Disney Infinity, but everyone's still talking about it. We'll also be talking about Google's new smartphone VR headset that they talked about this week. Might be talking about Dishonored too, as I always like to do. But first, some music. <laughs> Infinity has officially been discontinued. Uh, the developer shuttered with nearly 300 jobs lost, 300 people working at Disney Infinity Studios. Uh, so, leading up to Disney Infinity 4.0, the most recent iteration that was supposed to come out, uh, this is coming from Disney themselves saying that they are out of the video game publishing business. Disney Infinity has been discontinued. Won't be making any more Disney Infinity games or any more video games in-house anymore from now on. Yeah. So kind of my take on Disney Infinity, it always seemed, I've never played it. Mm -hmm. It always seemed kind of insane to me that they were bifurcating the platform every year, doing another release, doing like Disney Infinity 1, 2, they're leading up to 4 now. Yeah. Uh, If I was running this, I think what I would have done is made it a, a Disney Infinity platform that was built Every single year, they would do like additions to it instead of uh, kind of making your consumers buy an entirely new game every single year that tied with your physical products. Sure, I think that that this failed for reasons that we can't comprehend. I mean, I think there there's a couple of reasons why we could uh, assume that it failed. 
Uh, it might not have failed at all. It might have just been uh, high execs up at Disney just looking at the numbers and deciding, look, this doesn't work nearly as well as, say, licensing video games, which a lot, which is what they had announced. They had said, we are more interested in going for just a licensing model. Uh, but there are things that could have failed. Like, obviously, this is this looks like a bubble. Uh, the toys to life market, right? We have Skylanders that blew up and then everyone starts trying to get a piece of the pie. Like obviously Disney Infinity, Lego Dimensions and uh, Nintendo kind of being in there with Amiibo. Uh, this is kind of a bubble that seems like Disney either is seeing burst or it's already bursting. Right. What I heard is Disney made 2 million figures of one of their particular figures for Disney Infinity yeah. sold 1 million. Yeah. So they had 1 million left over. Right, and that was, I think, the Hulk. Like, they just had to eat, like, one million Hulk figures, and they, they really screwed that up. Yeah, and doing, um, I mean, obviously doing retail is hard. I don't think Disney is, um, I think they have, like, pretty serious resources in that department, so I don't see why they couldn't have kind of figured it out. I just think, I, I mean, going back, I think that they kind of screwed up without making it. They should have made it just a continuous platform that evolved over time. I think this, this $60 release model for something like this is completely insane. Yeah, I mean, we don't know if that's, like, the main reason why it failed. That is a huge factor. But again, like I said, it could have just easily been higher-ups being like, look, this is not uh, – we're not getting enough return for what we want to see, and we're just going to go to a different model, which is why this is uh, unfortunate because 300 people out of jobs, of course. But it would be possibly exciting for one day to see them license these games – IP, well, these IP out to more – powerful more uh experienced developers like there was a rumor going around that disney might have been licensing out the spider-man video game to uh developer more specifically sucker punch which is a playstation first party studio who made the infamous games which are really cool like 3d environment uh like open world superhero game and they do it fantastic infamous is a great franchise that would be really fucking awesome to see like disney ip being given, well, Marvel IP especially, or Star Wars IP being given to really sweet developers. You know, like we saw that with Respawn now making a 3D action adventure Star Wars game in yeah, the future. Yeah, I mean, I, but I think kind of that was happening already. I don't think that this shutting down is mutually exclusive with uh, kind of developers getting this IP. So, like, these, these IPs were in this platform in these $60 releases every year, but they also were kind of giving, I mean, they give, give Star Wars to EA, right? We know mm -hmm. EA is working, has released a Star Wars title already, working on multiple Star Wars titles through DICE. So, I mean, I don't see that as, as kind of uh, the best thing to come out of this, something that was already going on. I, I just, I mean, it was going on. It, I can see it being a factor for them not going out there and licensing the out there IP like say they're not going to release maybe a Star Wars Disney Infinity uh, game and line of figures at the same time as Lego Star Wars comes out you know that's that's not a smart thing to do so you know I know it obviously wasn't getting muddled like that but now I, I think that this is a short sign that you'll see more licensed IP from Disney uh, than you did before I think that I think you'll see that in the future Maybe. I, I definitely feel like I'm too old for this trend. I mean, I, I do imagine being a kid, though, and really digging this idea that you buy this figure and then you plug it in. Yeah, this is this for the game. kids, yeah. I mean, this would have been the coolest thing as a kid. Yeah, of course. The, but, the that, physical but that's why it was too narrow. That's why it failed. Mm -hmm. Like, an adult seeing the gameplay sees it's not like a cutting-edge, 
like heavy mechanic influenced like uh, video game it's just kind of like a I put this statue down and it comes to life and mm-hmm. I control it and it what when watching my brothers the only thing I really ever seem to have watched them do is kind of like run around on like a top of a blocky cityscape that was right, like uninteractable yeah. it's like the the game was too simple yeah, I mean, the games, from what I've seen, they did look very, very simplistic. They were kid- games really mar- uh, targeted towards kids. Uh, but, I mean, I do want to keep reiterating the fact we don't know that this failed. You know, I don't know the numbers or anything, but I've heard over and over from people that Disney Infinity was actually rising, like on the rise. Like, it, it was doing well for itself. And now uh, this was kind of unprecedented as far as a lot of people are concerned. So this, I think, would have failed eventually. I do agree with you guys on that. Like, this was in more a bubble than it was a an evolving phenomenon that was just going to keep going. You know, I mean, it's targeted towards kids, and kids grow up, and then, you know, where do you go from there? You know, so I, I definitely... There are new kids. Like, sure, yeah, new kids. We all die, and more kids come. I get it. But, I mean, I think this was a bubble more than it was a phenomenon. So I can see why Disney is backing out now. Maybe. I, I've never bought an Amiibo. I know, Joe, you have to the Amiibo. I, so I have slightly dipped in Amiibo. I now have five Amiibo figurines. I swore that I would not what be games? those different. I would bet that 90% of people who buy Amiibo don't buy them for the video games, but more just because they're sweet Nintendo figurines. Like, I just got the, you know, when Super Smash first came out, I got the Smash line of Mario, Sonic, and Toon Link, uh, then I got Shovel Knight, which was a very strange amiibo. It's, it doesn't even really work in any games besides Shovel Knight. And then I also got uh, Fox, actually, more recently. Because I had four, and they just, you can't configure you four. You needed to get your furry fix. Yeah, of course. So do you think this leaves a hole in the market for the amiibo franchise and, and Skylanders, the other people are, that are doing this kind of physical to digital thing? No, I think, like I said, I don't think that Disney Infinity fail uh, well i just i don't think we know but i don't think it creates a whole i think it's just that market is going to dissipate and eventually go away so i think this is just the first why, sign of why that. do you think it would go away totally because just you know it it's kind of a gimmick you know and gimmicks as far as we've seen don't really last you know guitar hero and rock band had a thing for they had their light spotlight for I a mean, minute and then they're gone, you know, and then they came out again and, right, right, right. and did not do very well. But people have been selling like small trinkets for, you know, 2000 years. Sure. Like, and I can only imagine that every single small trinket sold from now on, it would make sense to just have some code that, that you got to like put in some sort of digital product. That's Like I only true. see the space getting bigger. That's true. I think maybe Amiibo is where it would be at because Amiibo, uh, like I said, 90% of the people interested in are mostly just like for the collectibles or whatever. And then it's just kind of a perk that they interact with your digital whatever. I think something like Disney Infinity where you have to buy these toys and then you have to buy a $60 title with it. I don't know if you'll see that much more of that until what maybe it becomes popular again or something. Yeah, really... Really cool business model, I think. It was a really cool idea. Yeah, absolutely. Shame that 300 people, creative people from my career.
I think this is the biggest news of the week, potentially the biggest news in weeks. So, like I said, I've gotten to try Minecraft in VR on, the one uh, on a mobile, mobile headset, yeah, on the yeah. Gear VR. And right now, really, there are two games in town, basically, for uh, mobile VR. We're talking about Google's Cardboard, which was kind of like a genius thing that they rolled out. Uh, well, two games or you two, mean, two platforms. platforms, not two games. Yeah, yeah, two platforms. Uh, Google Cardboard, which is just basically like Google's idea of how to make the cheapest possible entry point into VR. Mm-hmm. So almost any phone will support it. You can just slap it into literal a, head, a headset made of cardboard. Yeah. Kind of brilliant. And then uh, Samsung's solution the Gear VR, where they're partnering with Oculus, and you have to buy everything in the Oculus store, really an Oculus experience that uses your phone, uh, specifically one of their newer Samsung phones. Uh, And the question is, what people have been saying, uh, is Google going to jump in to Android VR, mobile VR in a big way? People have sort of been predicting it, and this Today at Google I.O., they announced this big project where yep. they're seriously getting into mobile VR. So uh, it's a total platform. So it's going to be inc- integrated into new phones that come out. Mm-hmm. There's yeah, a, they have people listed up like phone models. Most interesting, in the uh, Samsung is listed as one of the vendors. Yep, yep. So Samsung is not locked exclusively to Oculus. They've kind of opened up in their, at least in one of their models. Yeah. Or they say will be uh, this Google card, this Google VR spec. Mm-hmm. Um, on top of that, they have kind of like a an open standard for a headset. So just like cardboard, anyone can make a cardboard, right? It's an open standard. Yeah, that's the whole point. Yeah, This, uh, there'll probably be a Google reference model that you could buy, like directly from Google, but anyone can kind of make, if you partner with Google, one of these headsets yeah. that are for this. Um, thing. And I think one of the most interesting elements of it, what we've been talking about a lot, how do you interact with in VR? What are actually the controls in VR? What they announced today is that that this, as far as I know, was not leaked. This was kind of the big story today. There's going to be a motion control like interface. a little remote control. A little remote that allows you to interact inside VR with your hands. And I mean, that that's a huge thing. And I mean, that spec, I feel like, I assume that spec will be out there and multiple people will be able to make that motion control kind of in certain ways as they see fit. Mm-hmm. And, and right, and the way they described it in the, the Verge article that we're basing everything off of here, uh, they were saying that it's like kind of like the Oculus remote that comes with it. Uh, that isn't obviously the Oculus touch controllers, which are delayed or the uh, Xbox controller. It's just like a little like Apple TV remote sort of thing, kind of a minimal way of interacting with the, they did describe it as a motion remote. It is a motion, right. But it has motion sensors, which the, right. whereas the Oculus didn't have motion. So you'd be able yeah. to kind of like point. Yeah. Independent exactly. of where you're looking. Yeah. Yeah. So what I've always been very intrigued by with, uh, all types of VR, but specifically mobile VR is how good the, the looking controls are mm-hmm. basically, uh, there's no latency. As soon as you look at something, you are looking at it. Sure. And that, is um, a great way to interact with environments because you can kind of look at something and hold your cursor there, hold your gaze there. And it, it could, like, you can kind of select something in that way. Mm. Uh, but you could also navigate in that way by just kind of, like, looking around and moving in that direction. Mm. So having actually the, the second input on top of the moving by looking, kind of like an actual um, physical input that you have with this motion it's cool. control it's cool but you need some kind of second input you know i mean like the google cardboard is cool to like show off at work and like check out it's like oh vr is a new thing you know but you're not going to make actually compelling stuff without right. some secondary well input. there is a second input on the gear you have a, a little touchpad on the side of it 
Mm-hmm. And on the cardboard, there's a one button. There. Yeah, there's a single button. Exactly. Right. But yeah. this, so there's a, a total touchpad, uh, up, down, left, right, and middle click. But really, basically every game, including this Minecraft demo, you need a Bluetooth, basically Xbox controller. Right. Sure. I mean, those aren't hard to come by now. You know, so many people right, they're are like gamers 40, now. They're like 40 bucks. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, I mean, as exciting as that is, this what's interesting is just Google's uh, place in VR in general is what I'm finding interesting. Like, they're, they're not really committed to any specific tier of VR yet, but uh, this looks like, and I'm just going to paraphrase uh, the article right here, saying that this is like kind of a bet that they're going for the more mobile route than a standalone headset, which we did hear wind of. Uh, of a, like a standalone headset that was going to integrate. Yeah, we Android. did hear this from yeah, Google. Yeah, but then there's this, which is a, a headset for mobile device. And this is basically pointing to the idea that Google's probably betting on the mobile devices, te- the tech behind mobile to improve faster than the cost of like higher tier VR headsets to fall. Those aren't going to get cheaper and better fat fast enough for that, mobile to catch up right you know? that is that is on. one way to look at it but i would also kind of just add uh how good like the galaxy s7 the newest mobile phones are right now yeah for vr environments so like yes uh and they're only and they're, and they're getting better faster. yeah right so for like certain um kind of like 3d environments they're perfectly fine. That's the thing. The other thing that people are kind of complaining about the Vive right now is that you can't really get the full incredible resolution that you're used to in a high-end PC game in the Vive. Yeah, obviously. So they're like, they're like these are sweet, like the interaction elements, like what, what you are doing is so cool. But people who are review, reviewing the Vive are starting to say like, I really wish though that I could have like, like an uncharted level quality of world. Yeah. But what I'm getting is kind of just I'm like I'm almost being thrown back ten years in terms of like the physical environment that I'm interacting with. But yeah, the course. way that I'm interacting with it is so, so interesting and amazing that it's worth it. Mm. So from that perspective, it just kind of makes perfect sense that you have these like mobile processors that are capable of basically rendering uh, graphics that are essentially like ten year old what we would imagine on a a PC or a console like almost ten year old graphics. So it's kind of fine, and I would definitely just highly recommend anyone try out if they could uh, gear VR with some of these newer games. It's pretty incredible. Arcane Studios, the creators of Dishonored, uh, have been doing a lot of features on Dishonored 2 uh, at Game I heard Informer Dishonored 1 was a trash game, though, so actually, there's no reason to even play Actually, the best game of all time. I'm a little worried about Dishonored, so I had done my little editorial, uh, just ruminating blog nonsense on why Dishonored 1 was such a great game, and it was in the fact that it was such a flawed game. Like the yeah. the pro- a lot of people not to go on off too long. If the problem was that like they didn't really give a lot of reason to do the stealthy non lethal because it was so uh, open to hack and slash possibilities too. Exactly, and then there was no real abilities that lent themselves to doing non lethal, and then 
that was part of why I thought it was so beautiful about it. Like you had to play the game again because you felt bad that you killed all these people. And then you end up playing again and it entices you to play the lethal route, but you refuse. And now this game, they're saying we're going to make it more fun. And I'm like, what that fucking kills what was so beautiful about Dishonored. But obviously that's that's what we all want. So How many times have you played through the game? I've played it like a million. I can't even... I, I've probably played it like at least ten times. And you've done all the different. I've modes done everything. Of... I have the platinum. Like I've I've done everything I possibly can. Yeah. Have you uh, ever watched speedruns of the game? Yes. Yeah. So like when Insane. you watch a speedrun, you really just see how broken the games truly are. It's true. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can say that about any game. Yeah. That, I mean, like, that's speedruns, but like console that game, platformers, it is so easy to break that game. Yeah. yeah. Like it was a very easy the teleportability. Game that that teleport just it's hard to constrain a game like that. And they even talked about that in the features they were giving recently, like that, like they want to say yes to the player, like you can do whatever you want, but they, it makes QAing like just the most biggest nightmare forever. So, so what are some cool new features of Dishonored 2? All right. So if we're going to go into it, I mean, everything's awesome about Dishonored 2 as far as I can tell, but I mean, they're going to give you two characters, the original character, and he'll have all his same abilities, but they will be obviously sweetened up or whatever and then you're going to get another character who is like a grown-up version of an older character uh the empress uh so you get multiple endings and stuff but let's say the canonical ending to the last game was the good ending when everyone survived and whatever so she's grown up and she has all these new cool abilities like say the blink ability in uh dishonored one which was the teleporting thing you could zoom from cover to cover and they wouldn't notice you because you're literally teleporting. Whereas her ability is a far reach ability, which means she like extends this like dark arm and pulls herself to different areas. So people still can see her. So it's slightly weaker in that respect. However, she can also reach the far arm out and I can grab Mike and pull him towards me and stab him. So really sweet. New that abilities. sounds fun. Yeah, it's I'm into that. Dishonored, by the way, fantastic, most awesome trash game, game I've heard. Joey should, keeps telling me it's a terrible game. You should really, really consider playing it. Finally, we got Batman Return to Arkham Remastered Collection has been announced. So we've been hearing wind of this a million times over, and finally we got an announcement of it. Uh, would either of you guys have you? Well, you guys are PC players, so this really has nothing to do with Came it. For you PC. Care. I mean, can, I heard this remastered right, so, but edition I'm saying is not that, coming to PC. It, but it doesn't matter. What? Does it matter? No, because the, the the PC Master Race Yeah, the the forum remaster version is shat. probably the PC version yeah. currently. Well, it, they shat all over the last PC, uh, PC port. Wait, that's now what which, it was which of, version of this is this game? So this is, yeah, this is not Arkham Knight. This is uh, Arkham Asylum and Arkham City. And they're just totally glazing over uh, Arkham Origins. Because it wasn't made wasn't, by Rocksteady. Yeah, yeah. Very confused which which version is which. I know I played it in 2010. I played a great version on PC. I thought a great version? Good. You mean like a, a, a great, great Batman the great game. games? A version yeah. of the same game. They're really all the same game. Yeah. Yeah. I really enjoyed that game. I, I think that... You did not play Batman Arkham Knight then because the PC version was an atrocity. Right. Nine, nine months taken off the shelves after release to tweak it. because To they, put it back on and it'd be just as broken. Because... Uh, when Nvidia released um, their drivers for, uh, for it, and when they, yeah, you know, when Rocksteady announced the game was coming to PC, um, they announced that like the PC version was going to have all these like sm- new smoke and particle effects that Nvidia worked closely with, and it was going to be like over a certain like be able to break a certain benchmark, and people were really excited about it. And I think in conjunction 
with them not meeting any of those promises, um, people realized that it was just kind of more or less the same game that was being rehashed again. Mm-hmm. And um, having uh, watched a friend play it, um, I, I did enjoy the story. I thought that was like a really cool – these culminations of things, um, the game just ended up not even doing well after the nine-month release. There was, uh, PC Master Race was saying that like they, they – Steam added a metric to show how often the game is refunded and um, there was like a bunch of other things that came about um, the game being shelved or like taken off the marketplace. Um, anytime there's a game that's like super successful because and made with the, the standards that these PC guys all like, there's a badge that says PC Master Race approved <laughs> next to these games yeah. uh, that, that sell well. Master Race. That's good. Well, there's no way... Uh... This game is going to sell well after being pulled off the market yeah. for nine. Well, this is not the game. Yeah, this, this is, right. the first is Arkham, This is Arkham Knight. This is Arkham Asylum in Arkham City. Right. So, so these the first were made two games on Unreal Engine three, and they're being ported to four. That's the oh. situation. I think that I mean they're going to be a great leap for consoles. If you haven't played these games, I think it's I'll definitely. Be, I might be picking it up definitely worth I haven't a pick really up. Played the games. I played. I played City like third of the way through, maybe, and then I was just like, I, I, I kind of was upset that I hadn't played the first one. And I, I just they're I, fun. I think I think you would probably rather play Tomb Raider than these games. No, definitely. I, not. I think Tomb Raider would be a better I mean I played both. I'll tell you that Tomb Raider would probably be something I think you would like more. I like Batman if you like, so much more than Tomb Raider. It like, doesn't Batman, matter. Yeah, just Batman the person. I'm talking about the gameplay. I cuz I played See, I both. Yeah. See, I I I'm so after Uncharted, I'll be so done with third-person shooters and just shooters in general. I played through all of Uncharted Nathan Drake collection. Played uh, what else came out this year? There was some other third-person shooter. I played Jack and Dexter. Not Jack. Well, oh, played what's it called? Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet and Clank, which is true. And I had played before that. Uh, what's the game? Quantum Break. Yeah. So really, really done. Like Uncharted Four, fantastic game. After this, I cannot play third-person shooters for a little longer. So Batman Arkham Knight might be the thing I need to play. Or Arkham Asylum, whatever it is. Kojima, so last week I showed you the Kojima Productions uh, emblem, and he finally, well not finally, just a week later he revealed what the guy actually looks like. Yeah, pretty sweet. So, pretty cool looking guy, yeah. People thought it was like the new IP. It is. No, this is going to be the logo. It it is the logo. If you zoom in on on his arm badge... It says uh, it's like the creativity suit that they or something. Okay, I mean, I think it'll be the new IP. I think it'll be the new game for sure. It'll be in it. Like, but that he said he. I mean, said, it's like a ghost. No, guy, no, no. Right? Here's the thing. He said explicitly that you'll get a hint as to what's in the game. There's a hint in the emblem, and it was just the emblem is the character. Then he one week later released this picture of the full character. Joey, do you fully completely. expect this guy to be doing a? Uh... A stealth game, specifically? I don't know. I don't think that. so. I think he's done stealth for a long time. And I think that would make sense because he just does it very, very well. Uh, Phantom Pain being like no, the I pinnacle th- of it. I, I, but, I think we might even be seeing, like, uh, not, obviously not Silent Hill. No, or Silent Hills because no, they're he, separated so he from said, the studio. So he said explicitly that it's an action game. Uh-huh. Like, it's a 3D action game. Missed and that, and that, it, that tr- it'll be triple A style. So the know. fact that this guy is too spooky for me, <laughs> it's not going to be He's a horror spooky. action game. Look how cute he is. It's a skull. It's a, he, there's a skull inside there. But it's a oh, sweet Spartan helmet. 
on top of a really cool suit. This looks like Metal Gear, like all over. You know, this looks like a uh. boss you would fight in Metal Gear easily. But uh, like with the skull inside and of a like serious mech suit. Yeah, we still don't really know anything about. The we movie. know literally nothing except that this character may or may not be in it. In other news about games that definitely don't fucking need sequels, Unravel is probably getting a sequel, which is just baffles me. I've reviewed that Unravel. Oh right, your game of the year so far. Yeah, right? horrific game. So Unravel was just this awful family album of a video game. It's like meant everything to the creators and nothing to us, and they never tried to make it mean anything to us. They probably love Yarny, who is like their daughter's doll or whatever it is. I don't really care. And so it must have been awesome seeing him come to life in a video game. But for us, we're just like, this is a crappy platformer that has the same puzzle over and over. And I can't wait to not play the sequel. So glad that's happening. This was that yarn-based adventure that yes. you played weeks ago? Yes. Not weeks ago. Months, months ago. ago. This point. Yeah. Months ago, yeah. A few, couple months ago. And it was terrible. And I was reviewing that instead of uh, Firewatch, which was... A monstrously Gotti. better game. Yeah. Gotti. Firewatch was a good game. It was not a it was not a great game, in my opinion. Pokemon Go field test begins stateside. Did either of you sign up? I signed up. up. I'm pumped about it. <laughs> are you yeah. getting one? Sure you are. I'm gonna get you gotta write the screen app. watchers. Yeah. So like do you officially get it or No, you I mean I'll get you an sign email. up and you'll get an email. Yeah, I'm on the beta that. list. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You didn't you, sign did up. you sign up, Joe? No, I don't I don't like it. I don't okay? really care about Pokemon Go. I saw the trailer, not the trailer, the leaked footage, and that didn't look good. I have an announcement <laughs> based on the trailer for the other Pokemon <laughs> games coming out. I will never buy a Pokemon game ever again. <laughs> no, I mean, I think the people are complaining about the Pokemon Go trailer. Like, I know Mike... Not trailer, the, the leaked footage. The leaked, and I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I like the graphics are relevant. Whatever, it's a, it's a beta... It's not irrelevant, To though. me, like, the graphics are relevant. I mean, look, here's the thing. We were playing Uncharted 4 yeah. a couple of days ago. Can you tell me that graphics are completely irrelevant? No, I'm not saying in games they're relevant. I'm saying in this title. Yeah, yeah. Irrelevant. The idea is you're, it could be a picture of a Pokemon. Yeah. What, what does it matter? You're, you're going around to physical locations using your powers of exercise. I mean, because they ass- set up a mental image with the trailer. And But the thing is, we saw a pre-alpha footage, probably pre-alpha, hopefully pre-alpha, and it looks nothing comparative to what the image that they put into my mind. I mean, we should always expect that, but the fact is, that, yeah, they did put that expectation there, you know, like – you got to be careful I mean, with that. You got to these... be careful with like pre-rendering these trailers like ye- months and months or even years before you have a finished product. You know, you're putting an image in your consumer's minds, your potential consumer's minds, and it looks nothing like that. They have like these uh, already done animations of every Pokemon in the latest game. So like yeah, that's, why, that's why they couldn't gonna look like that. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's going to look like that. I mean, again, I agree. What you're saying, it doesn't matter what it looks like for it to be a good game or for it to sell. Because it'll sell. For it to potentially be a good game. If it's a picture of a Bulbasaur, I... What do you think the gameplay elements are going to be? I can't imagine there's going to be any any battling elements. I think it's it's only about finding the Pokemon. Finding the Pokemon and throwing a Pokeball at it. And like, orangey, you catch it or you don't. You don't think that like me and Joey would be able to fight with the... Pokemon. Then. I don't know. I, don't I mean, that would so. be sweet. That's kind of the dream, right? If they actually if make it a game was a Pokemon game. Yeah. Where it was a Pokemon game. I don't think that's the reality. I, I think agree. It's just a skin. Have you ever played Google's um, kind of like 
it augmented was, reality game. Yes. I, I, it was literally the same concept. I, I, you go to these different hotspots and you find these collectibles. I'm just I'm just totally done with this series though. Like the the Well hold on, we have to separate Pokemon the RPG from this, I, this I mean, he idea. said he yeah, saw yeah. the new trailer I, I for am, the Sun and Moon. I am saying that because of the Sun and Moon trailer, I I am I I have come to a realization: whatever spark, whatever wellspring that they were drawing this like <laughs> brilliant IP and these games from, has it completely dried, and the the spark is gone. I've, I'm dead inside to this game. Yeah, I, I mean, for me, the spark kind of died in gold, where the Pokemon. I mean. Even after no, that was that was uh, the hype, man. That no, was for, at at 155. Like, they, they lost me. I mean, they they, they the 150 Pokemon were it all was 250 were all unique yeah, yeah. and interesting. Well, the first gonna, 150. I'm gonna break things after too. that. Break they really too. lost their way. Uh, when the first game was being uh, made, there was 200 and some odd Pokemon, and they said this is too much to handle because they they only had some amount of slots left over. So um, I, I, I think it's it, – it, it has to do with like uh, memory. I think it's like 256. All right. Well, I think they did themselves a disservice. I think the, the service that they did themselves was cutting out all the shit Pokemon and keeping <laughs> the great 150 Pokemon that were interesting. Yeah, because in some TV. of those – remember Execute? I was looking yeah. at this with my brother. Execute makes no fucking sense. <laughs> Execute's like it a was an egg-based Pokemon. Pokemon. What are you talking about? It, it makes turned this. into a palm tree. Yeah, yeah. Like what the fuck is yeah, this yeah. Pokemon? Listen, it was but like awesome. even look at like how the art style is from like the original. The the guy the guy paint who made Pokemon, who I don't think is still a part of the company anymore. I think they no. might have like. Yeah, so you look at like he like painstakingly with watercolors like drew these Pokemon. You Egg at, Pokemon you look turns at, into a tree. You look at look Come at, look at yeah. the original Execute art for Pikachu it. where you, where it has no neck. That thing is fucking adorable. It was fat. Yeah, I like yeah. the fat Pikachu better. And, and now look at like these new Pokemon. Look at these water Pokemon that they just this, like clown it seal. It looks thing. like a water bottle. Like it looks like yeah. I don't know what it looks like. I that, mean, what really I saw killed you, me yeah. was in X and Y when they announced Trubbish. It's, it's 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 the trash rubbish Pokemon. <laughs> it, it is it is it is literally a bag of trash, like a green <laughs> bag of trash. That's it's, it's, it's yeah, it's it's done. I, it's done. It's, it's, like, it's over. Like like please. well, there it is. You look at trash rubbish Pokemon. You're like, Spend, all right, there's the last leave Pokemon, Pokemon for like five years. Yeah, come never. back, come, yeah, never. come back with like a guess with what? like a well, big Mike, ass title. The, the, guess what? Uh, they they sell every fucking yeah, game. right, right. Did you play the red and blue yes, remake? Yes, that was yeah. that was red and blue remakes. That was so long ago. That's the like Ruby Sapphire ago. remake. No, no, no. He's talking. Yeah, Ruby Sapphire was uh, no Fire Red. And Leaf Green. That was the, the Game Boy Advance. Yeah, yeah. Ruby no, Sapphire. No, we're talking about the one that came out three weeks ago. Yeah, so it wasn't a three remake. It was ago. just a port. I knew he Ruby, was talking about Ruby this. Sapphire. He was talking about the, no, he was talking about the port. Did you buy those? What for, port? The, 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 oh, the virtual oh, console. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, right. I, I, I ended up skipping that because I literally already own them. I bought. I have them still. I bought red and yellow because I have the cartridge of blue. Yeah, everyone that I know that plays Pokemon bought that too. Yeah. And the. It was so good. It was so great. The, I was a child again. The theory is that that has is going to have access to a newer Pokemon bank, and they're going to basically start. I think that's over. I think that's confirmed. Like I think that is going to. Well, I don't know if all the details. Ian is screaming at us right now, but I th- I don't know if all the details for the new Pokemon bank. Ian did go over this though. Yeah. Are like fully. <laughs> 
are fully like revealed. I actually saw a spreadsheet but, on one of these sites where it's like, <laughs> this is how you have to trade Pokemon in the bank. Like, yeah. It's very yeah, like the new bank is going to oust all the, yeah. old, like the old bank, which when Ian first explained the bank to me that you pay for $5 like, a year, $5 a year for these Pokemon. I guess that sounds like nothing, but you pay for them. These yeah, it, non-existent creatures to exist in a non-existent bank. Like it's done. insane. I didn't realize you could I, trade you know what, that far. You know that scared is so me? dedication. You know what scared me? And I, I, I have to go check now because of my neurotic fear of, of this. I think my Pokemon are dying in the bank. I have well, to check them. Well, for, forget the collector in me that knows that there's 700-odd Pokemon in, in the ether. The fact that I have to like hook up a credit card to make this payment, who knows if this reoccurring payment has gone on since the bank so came your out. your Pokemon could be dead for all you know. And you haven't checked in. No, you could be paying. I could be paying, which is what I'm worried about. But, but even if you don't pay, they stay in the bank and they keep your profile. So you can always come back and oh, pay. just pay it again. Yeah. yeah. All you right. Is there any other news we kind of wanted? Yeah, let's talk. Dark Souls uh, board game was kickstarted. Okay. I'm excited. I just wanted to let that. That's fine. Know. I mean, here, here's the thing. Like, like, you didn't want to play Dark Souls, but now there's a board game. Is it, It's probably brutally hard. It's probably amazing. Yeah, it could is. be good. Here, the thing is, like, normally um, I would say that, like, kind of like a franchise adaptation to a board game might not be very good, but we've seen some really great I mean, franchise board games. Yeah, well, recently. give me some examples, because I, I would not know. Uh, the Battlestar Galactica board game is one of, like, the top uh, 50 rated Battleship. board games. Battleship. Yeah, Battleship. a movie. Made into a great game. movie. <laughs> yeah, so kind of like Battlestar is a big example. Um, we're seeing... Of a game me and Kerner played at PAX, uh, Love Letter. We're seeing like the the Love Letter formula being kind of franchised out. So there's the Batman Love Letter. Oh, there's, okay. Like, a Marvel well, that's love different letter. from uh, crossing uh, the streams, pla- cr- crossing mediums. That's just crossing IP. There's a really great Game of Thrones board game. And See, I have the Game of Thrones. We haven't played it, so I was like, I can't confirm oh, you if the it. Game of Thrones board game the, is good. The game is deep. I wouldn't, That's call, what I, I wouldn't call it good. I would call it deep. Op- opened it up. I'm like, holy fuck. These like cardboard cutouts. Like the, yeah. I, I, I am in over my head with this board game right. stuff. Yeah, Couldn't that game is supposed to be family. really deep. Also, yeah, uh, the Firefly board game is supposed to be very good because what they're doing instead of just kind of like. That's Firefly. Like Wait, did you say Battlestar Galactica the before? No. What? Did you say Battlestar Galactica The Battlestar board game is sick. The Cylon aspect is fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, I'll I'll be looking into the. So, Joy, Battlestar, you know Battlestar Galactica. I do know of Battlestar. It's just Galactica. a a sci-fi show know, where know, yeah. half the people are potentially agents. So it's like this game, kind of like the game that we played, Resistance. Skin oh, jobs. Resistance was the best, though. Yeah, Resistance is amazing. Can we talk about the the Assassin's Creed trailer? Okay, let's talk about the Assassin's Creed trailer. So, Assassin's Creed, the movie, finally got a trailer. With the Michael Fassbender, the, the game turned into a movie. Didn't see the trailer. So the movie gonna have none of the video game characters in it which i think is smart also however it's going to be apparently 75 percent present day and the other 25 percent in the animus like virtual past i like that which i think that's a horrible idea unless it just works for the movie because that was always the worst part of the video games even though the video games that the present day was the worst part of the video game i thought the first game had an awesome setup Second game was like, ah, oh, where are you going with this? And then from there, it just got worse and worse. Oh, like, my Stupider God. and stupider. So my f- my feeling, my general feeling about the game, before we even talk about the trailers, the general yeah. feeling about the game was that I was so – such in desperation to see what was happening in the present day because I was so interested in Abstergo, this evil corporation yeah, that, yeah. that runs everything. 
uh, who the are, idea who of are the Templars. Yeah. And I, I just wanted to like watch Desmond, the main character who's going through the Animus to go into the past, like become this real assassin. And I wanted to like get like the real plot of what was going on. And they had it growing and culminating. And spoiler and they, alert. And they fucking killed off the main character and like the last three or four games or whatever. In Assassin's out, Creed 3. They've just had a silent protagonist and the main story means absolutely nothing. Yeah, and it's Mike, just the main story the was a plot device to get you into the past. Yeah, and I'm saying, but they had such a cool like mainstay story. Yeah, yeah, like the beginning but of the, it. So was the end really of the first cool. game was a twist, right? Oh, it's the future. Like the, no, yeah, not yeah. a twist as much as a cliffhanger. Like you, you ended up getting the pow- one of the powers, like the eagle vision, yeah. where like it showed you little in-game hints or whatever. You to get, like, oh, turn here. You get and the then bleed. Get- the bleeding effect of your ancestors comes into you, and you like. There's certain parts of the game where if you're like allowed to walk around the laboratory, he'll pick up like pieces of a pen and he'll try to like make a uh, a wrist knife in the in the first one and then at the end when you get out of the animus they're like all right that's enough for the day and like joey's saying you get this eagle vision and it ends up being like this crazy like uh the all-seeing eye like pyramid uh yeah what so what happens right so what happens is like you're in this prison essentially where they're keeping you because your dna lines up with some ancestor assassin who has access to the apple of eden which is this device this like you know object that has gives you all sorts of power and whatever it's your MacGuffin. and uh they finally this leak through to the future thing happens and you can see signs of another prisoner who they had had there once before you like subject 16 where yeah. you're as you're when you're subject 17 right and it's his blood stains that he had smeared in like a craze in like different crazy, like he said, like Mike said, the yeah. eye of the pyramid type shit and all these weird symbols and like Chinese symbols making people think that like he was going back to a Chinese ancestor, whereas you were going to uh, an Israeli or uh, Afghan. I forget where they were yeah. in Afghanistan. They were, you know, Middle in Eastern, the Middle whatever. Eastern uh, guy. And that cliffhanger is just like, what are these symbols? What's going on? And like, you were getting these hints of like a past uh, subject, you know, who was doing this. And it was just so well done, you know, but it was kind of ended up being lost wherein instead of getting answers, you got more questions. And when you got the answers, they were half baked and they never really thought of them, but it was such a cool setup. And like, it was more background, whereas it started coming more to the forefront and was just crappy, and you yeah. never got that. Oh, like, he finally becomes the assassin in present day, and you're scaling like, Brooklyn buildings. Or I don't, whatever, I don't know? remember which game it was, but there's there's a scene in one of them where like they have to move the animus that the assassins have to like one place to another, and you go to like the Colosseum, to, and like you're scaling the Colosseum in real life. And he's having like the visions of like the Colosseum, by the way. Yeah, yeah, the Colosseum like being fi- like finished and yeah. back in time and whatever. Yeah, yeah. And like that was just like the coolest part. Where like there was an end of another game where like he has all of the powers of like the Templar, and he fi- as the assassin he's fighting like current day Templar in like yeah. a garage. That was insane. That was so good. But like that was two. I remember that specifically where he's fighting them. But they have swords. Yeah. And it's just like, what's happening? This is present day. They'd have fucking guns. That like, is. This doesn't make any totally sense. Totally bizarre. All right, guys. So, video game movies generally don't do very well. What do you guys think was the biggest video game movie of all time? I mean, they're all bad. So, what in terms of box through... office? What was the biggest? Do you think video game? Oh, movie? you have. I know. Oh, you I have it right here. Uh, Prince of Persia. 
Not even close. Not even close. I what mean, I, I just cheated, but I, I wouldn't even guess what Battle, it okay, so Battleship. The, Battleship. Not even close. So Fuck. The, the biggest video game movie all time so far, uh, Tomb Raider from 2001, oh, $274 million. Dollars. Yeah. Some so Angelina Jolie side. Do you think movie. that this is a movie that's poised to take that no, crown? No, not at all. And and like I don't know if that's true. No, Michael Fassbender's big. He's, Assassin's Creed he's was huge. huge, but like, I mean, I've heard he, Michael Fassbender huge. Here's, here's what I'm seeing. Uh, I've seen Michael Fassbender <laughs> huge. Um, no, but what but what's what's astonishing to me is that like, what, what did you think of this trailer when it came out? I you know it's a trailer for an action show, but like the fact that they've just like. And I'm going to use this term, and, and I don't like to use this term, but they have raped the idea of Assassin's Creed. The fact that they've removed this just a chair animus, because, like, I guess that's too boring. Oh, right. And, like, the animus and is they something have the, different. They have like... a giant claw that grabs him and shoots him into the sky. That's so much cooler, though. <laughs> no! <laughs> I think that's awesome. It literally makes no sense. I, I think that Assassin's Creed is something that really, ultimately, doesn't have a very strong like thought out narrative arc Everyone it's not agrees. like it's not like something that they someone had a great idea for an ending and they worked backwards they no, just, but they just had cost- cool ideas and they threw it together yeah it was a cool so idea why not to just get add new cool ideas yeah that's that's what they're essentially doing I, I mean and i think that's fine i think the idea okay the animus was cool and like that die hard assassin's creed fans i i don't know why you would be one but would probably love to see the real animus i come used back. to be before they killed desmond and then i hadn't played a game since i, I didn't mean play two, the pirate one i didn't play two was a fantastic game in the my pirate opinion, one even though it's sweet to me the pirate one was really cool uh assassin's creed is a problem because gameplay is compromised for the sake of like looking cool and feeling cool and having a character that looks like it's that's why they threw in that Kanye area. song. Okay, yeah. <laughs> in the trailer so, to make oh, it to make I it so. But like, so really terrible. It was terrible. <laughs> so yeah, those games are cool. They look cool and they feel cool, but like the gameplay is actually not real. They compromise the feeling Do you want of it? the movie but, to make it sound. But, yeah. the, but the the Assassin's Creed Black Flag, the pirate ship stuff was really fun. Like you, you throw pirates pirates at anything, I think that's like cheating. Like okay, well fuck you can you can do pirates because you have this franchise, this IP that like this fiction that allows for anything. So I guess pirates are cool, and right. you could just do it. And my it had problem, awesome ship combat. So yeah, it's so like right. So my main problem with Assassin's Creed having never played the games, why would you not just do some crazy environment? Like I would want to see an Assassin's Creed in like feudal Japan. I want to see an Assassin's that's what yeah, everyone yeah, yeah. says. Yeah. Everyone so, says feudal Japan. In, they haven't well, done it. The next have, one's in Egypt. Well, they're like missing the they, point. One of the coolest characters in, in the universe, I think, kind of, there was, okay. there was the a video that came with uh, whatever the last game that Ezio was in. Was it two? Ezio was in Rizri something. It was, it it was, was two, Brotherhood, Brotherhood or two. No, bro- two, Brotherhood, and then one more. Resistance oh, yeah, 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 or something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that one came with a bonus downloadable movie. It was a cell shaded movie of him being Oof. like super old. Yeah, and someone he was super old. Someone yeah. travels from China to come see him because he is known to be like this master. And the, this Chinese girl character is just like so brilliant, and everyone was like, "Yeah, like let's go there." And they could have easily tapped into this. And it, there's so many things that they could have done right in this trailer. And like, I just absolutely despised it. The biggest thing that people are complaining about because. The overall consensus is that it is a great trailer, but the problem that I'm hearing the most is that they've whitewashed the cast. That there oh, should yeah, be true. people are not going to be. Michael Fassbender. Where is it? Play. Where does it take place? I. 
don't know. It looks Middle East. You know, yeah. let me throw something. And Michael you know what, Fassbender. You know what's cool? The Spanish Inquisition. It's going to take place in Spain. So okay. Michael Fassbender, German actor, yeah. does not yeah. belong in the Spanish Inquisition. You know what's a cooler series than Assassin's Creed, though? Prince of Persia. Way better. Prince of Persia. That no, was a movie. that literally came. F- that's where Assassin's Creed came from. Right. Like it's that's the same team or yeah. something like that went on to do Assassin's Creed. I liked Assassin's Creed better. Assassin's Creed 1 I liked, and then 2 was really great, and then after that, I, well, Brotherhood, I still liked because I was still high on Assassin's Creed 2, and it was just more of the same, and then I realized, oh, this is going to come out every year, and it's all bad. Yeah. And then 3 came out, I didn't buy it, it was bad. Black Flag was Pirates, so I came. Once finished. And since then, I'm not going to play anymore Assassin's Creed. Yeah. That's the news for the week. Let's talk about some games be- quickly before we wrap up. Uh, so, Ryan, you... Well, we're not going to talk about your game. We're no, we're going to we're we're talk, we'll talk about it. your game in a we're little We're going to talk about it right now. No, 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 no. We're not going to talk about your game yet. We're gonna, well, me and you both played Spelunky. Treasure... We both played treasure-based games very heavily inspired by... Uh, a, well, what's it called? Indiana Jones-type themes. Uh, I played the cooler of the two games, I think. Would disagree, because I played a, I definitely I played a played little the more, Uncharted. The more recent. I played a little Uncharted. I would say Spelunky's a better game. Ridiculous. I mean, you played a little Uncharted, and how many hours of Spelunky? About 10 hours. Okay, so where's the argument here, right? You played literally 30 minutes of Uncharted. Yeah, but... Yeah, I understand. Okay. <laughs> but I'm saying you're so wrong. So Spelunky, anyway. So we talked about Spelunky. We talked about Rogue Legacy on the podcast uh, a few months ago. Rogue I... Always recommend people Rogue Legacy when they talk about rogue liking likes. roguelikes or generally liking platformers. Or like rogues. Or having liked platformers and not really knowing where they want to go with that like in the future. Like not really seeing any cool new platformers, not knowing where they want to take their next game. So Say, not right now, but you could just play old platformers like Spelunky. <laughs> right. Well, okay. So like people always have recommended Spelunky to me mm-hmm. um, who know a lot about games. I've had multiple recommendations of Spelunky and I kind of recommend back Rogue Legacy because I got into Rogue Legacy much easier. I thought it was a lot more fun. I tried getting into Spelunky 10 or 15 times, you know, mm-hmm. uh, never played the tutorial. That was my main problem. You really want to play the tutorial in these games. So I played with Ian, uh, multiple hours of Spelunky. We played for a long time. We never realized that you could run. So Spelunky, oh my God. Spelunky is a much harder game if you cannot run. We came back the next day and really grinded out way more. But Spelunky is an extremely hard... Like, why would people listen to us? Like, you said, like, oh, we realize there's a map in the game and yeah, you should yeah. use the map. Once you realize you can run in Spelunky, it really opens it up much easier. There's also a jump mechanism. We Have learned, learned about, we the, learned about the jump immediately. Really got that down. <laughs> um, so I guess for listeners who don't... There's know, also treasure in the game. Right, that's right. kind of like the whole point. So it's a roguelike. I mean, it's it's a game where each level is randomly generated, but you move through a series of worlds. So there's some sort of some constriction there. So as you go forward, you kind of progress in a linear way, but it's different every time. So once you get to world two, the world kind of changes, and it's hard. It is an incredibly hard game, but it was one of the best co-op game experiences that I've ever had. So when you're playing the game. So it's a hard but really fair do. game. So if you fuck up, 
it really does feel like you didn't do good enough. Like you, you didn't scout the environment well enough. Yeah. You tried to take a risk that you couldn't really achieve at that moment. And so like, you could always kind of succeed if you just slow down and, um, don't sprint and don't (laughs) run into like a trap. Yeah. yeah, Right. (laughs) That's kind of situation. And, not not really kind of like something I'm willing to do ever. So what we would do is have Ian play just kind of like the slow, steady character. And I, and if you're playing it in co-op. So were you playing, co- you were playing co-op, right? If you're playing co-op, you have it so that the, the person who's player one, the screen is oriented around them. And player two kind of just runs around. And so if, you're, if your first player is extremely like hectic and bizarre movie, the second player just gets immediately nauseous and like it's like difficult for them to play. Yeah, yeah. Hard so to player constantly. one has to be just like totally slow moving and like decision making. So ultimately we switched it off. So I was not player one, and we started to progress. Yeah, like <laughs> it's much quicker. Work. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really great. I've been like um, really thinking about great um, PC based local multiplayer and co op experiences, and this is one of the kind of tops on my list right now. Yeah. So did you play the original, uh, like, early access No, version? we played the HD version. The HD version, yeah. See, I liked the original version that was uh, made in that, what, uh, what it is it called? Made in, like, when some they, kind of game maker engine. Yeah, right? game maker engine, thank you. When, they, when you have all the assets for given to you, and they it was all pixelated and stuff like that. It was also different, like, it played differently. But I didn't play that version as much. I liked that art better, but I played it on the Vita. So I never played it cooperatively. So it was always just a... Uh, single run you know by myself never played multiplayer what know, world did you make it to i i couldn't possibly tell you played did you ever get to the times. did you ever get to the jungle yes okay so the jungle is as far as we got i mean i played this so long ago like i said i yeah. played like when it first came out on vita because it was free one of the playstation plus uh free games or whatever and uh i loved it i played a lot of hours of it but i never like really kept too far track of how well i did because after a while it stops mattering because you just die and it goes away well you could beat it yeah you can beat you can beat the game but i never got there and i never realized that you could beat the game because it just seemed perpetual just like you never really saw the end of it it's same way with rogue legacy just i was like i think you just keep playing until you have everything that's awesome is there an end to rogue legacy i I found out that there is there is is an end i found out eventually and that there was a boss and there were multiple bosses Finally beat one of the bosses. I was like, all right, I beat my version of Rogue Legacy. You should go back and play Rogue Legacy. I, I should, obviously. I think it's one of I the stronger should, games. Yeah, I should go back and play a million games, you know. But but that's on the Vita again. Anything that's on the Vita, I'm more likely to go back to because it's just on the go mm-hmm. and awesome. So I went back to Spelunky and got nowhere with it because I've forgotten everything. Uh, but it's a cool game, you know. It's, it's a very solid roguelike. It's one of the best ones out there it's one of the like founding members of yeah. the genre yeah of of today especially like a lot of games now um a lot of games resort to roguelike uh mechanics like you know cu- not custom built sorry uh procedurally generated level design stuff like that and normally it's kind of a crutch it's like a way to just kind of make a quick game whereas this is like inherently makes the game awesome like that's the whole point of the game obviously and like getting each as far with each run as you can, and it's it was definitely a real cool drive when I was playing the game. For yeah, sure. I mean, I'm fundamentally fundamentally more interested in a roguelike game in general than just like a platformer that someone's designed, unless there's something ingenious about it. Like a well, I couldn't disagree more. I like roguelikes. I like you know, uh, Binding of Isaac. I like uh, especially the platformers like Spelunky and Rogue Legacy. But if you give me a 
painstakingly detailed designed platformer like a Mario or like a Super Meat Boy or, uh, you know, any really designed platformer. That's my favorite type of game for sure. I'm the complete opposite. I'd rather, I'd rather the, the randomly generated. I think it's, um, it adds an element that you can't design. I, 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 well, I, you I probably would, could. You just don't. I would like a cross between these two if I could, please. Well, I would say that uh, certain games like Braid really kind of. Uh, yeah, Braid is like a heavily, you know, detailed designed. Yeah, if you're you know, going to design, you wa- I want someone designing that's at that level. Yeah, like the like the genius brainchild of a of a genius, you know. So that's that's really fantastic. That's also though a puzzle platformer, not as much about like skill, as much as knowledge skill, like you know, learning figuring out puzzles stuff like that joe i heard you played a much better game uncharted 4 fantastic mm-hmm. game i would say uh well i mean you know silly to call compare the two but i would, I would say, say it's uncharted like a spelunky 4, simulator. i would say i would say uncharted 4 is a masterpiece from what i've played so far I have not finished it so far a masterful game compared to spelunky which is a very cool roguelike platformer i think it was better than three I so far I played all the Uncharted retrospectively. Had played them on a borrowed PS3 and just recently replayed them, so they were already dated to me. Uh-huh. Um, whereas Uncharted Four, I'm playing new, obviously having just replayed the other three also, and it feels like a totally different game from the original Uncharted. Like yeah, all one two. The first and one's three. loose. Yeah, the first one is is essentially just puzzles and then like you know not even puzzles just puzzles combat puzzles, te- combat, puzzles combat, combat puzzles combat small you know hollywood story yeah that just gets the story going and then uncharted 2 and 3 fantastic games yeah. with really great narrative blowout stories tighter controls and yeah. then this is uncharted they, they managed to space out the narrative with like the rock climbing yeah yeah and now this game is very much the uncharted game that follows the last of us this is clearly from a design group same group that has made yeah it's the naughty yep. dog and it's from the uh, design group that has learned how narrative works in a video game which very few des- developers have done yeah and uh what's awesome about gameplay you know how to pace things i feel like some people may not like the pacing in this game uh it definitely slows down more than any other uncharted game not nearly as much action uh way more platforming uh but while all that's happening there's narrative happening you know there's quick-witted banter between the two or three characters yeah. that you see really really fun game excellent mechanics and everything feels so much smoother yeah uh but I like um mike you've had different opinions I, I have two problems with it but something that i, I like because you reminded me of it when you're running around with someone be it solo or your brother or your wife um you have uh these moments where you're running up with an, to an enemy in uh, combat you're one of these uh, side characters will like grab them and you have an opportunity to like come over and knock that character out or you can just shoot the uh the enemy that they're holding yeah or, yeah and that's uh something that i've that i generally liked in this one mm-hmm. um they seem to do it much better than the last one which was also a thing but um yeah that's the second and third one they started and mm-hmm. uh feels- introducing stealth mechanics but it wasn't uh this mo- <laughs> the modern uh, model that they use like you know if you stealth in most games you could stealth around uh, go into open combat and then right. if you disappear for a bit they'll start looking for you whereas the other games they weren't able to do that uh, but anyway yeah. um, so my, my first problem with the game is um, like I mentioned the rock climbing uh, how they use that to space out um, scenes that your character would enter into mm-hmm. um, there's too much rock climbing in this sure. one yeah. they're like there's 
Ryan will know what I'm talking about when I say this. Um, the the world you end up traversing on, on these cliffs is like very much like Zendikar, like these these floating island of like mass of rocks that like you're just kind of like a better explanation for the listeners would be like uh from avatar the movie avatar there's flying rocks not not the last airbender yeah uh, yeah, the the one with the cat people yeah um (laughs) giant floating rocks and uh you you grab onto them and you i I don't know i I just didn't like it was it was almost like they too much slow down like you were just saying yeah sure um story-wise and this is the first half hour hour of the game so i don't okay. think this is spoilers i mean that's one of the heavier awesome more like more powerful story parts of the game the, yeah, so. the fact that they go ahead do, do you remember playing the first games and mm-hmm. nathan's primary drive was that this treasure that i'm tracking down is like my birthright i'm a drake yeah yeah, so the first game was about Drake, Drake's fortune. Yeah. And then other games, in some way, he had some investment with right. them, yeah. They throw that away entirely by introducing sure. the brother. Yep. Because with the brother, they're like, first off, they introduce this brother, which he's never mentioned to his wife, and his friends just has like this full knowledge of it. And the fact that they're just introducing you to this character after – now a, f- a fourth game was just like totally ridiculous plot device and you find yeah it's a plot device yeah and you find out that you're not a drake your last name is something completely different well that was found out in uncharted 3 however you don't uh find out what the last name is and i didn't actually i don't remember where you f- hear that in uncharted 4 like you hear it in the beginning um there, there's a, a flashback where you basically find out that your mother was this giant, uh, prolific um, geologist, scientist, historian. Okay. And um, she, like, that's you basically get this book and you start your adventures from there. Gotcha. Okay. So, but, yeah. So, that, so like, I, like, I, I understand I, these games, obviously, you know, the brother was never conceived until well, Uncharted I, 4. I mean, like, now let's get past the brother, whatever. He has a brother. He thought he was dead. Who cares? The fact that they're turning around and saying like, oh, yeah, like when he was like a real dick to who becomes his wife about like these treasures are mine and I deserve them. Mm-hmm. It, it just made it just totally – it made him so much like worse of a character and there was really no reason for well, it. Well, what did you mean? Sorry, explain it again. I didn't so, understand. He's not a Drake and the, in the first two games – He's like, th- like I'm chasing down Drake's fortune. I'm chasing down Sir Nathan Drake's fortune. Yeah, he never like, expressed that it was his birthright as much as he just had an investment in it because he was a Drake. But really, he never had an investment because he was Drake. And even if he was, this was is what, what I'm going to explain to you. The, it was a lie that he, even if he was a Drake, mm. even if he was actually the the living heir. Yeah. Uh, of you know and a bastard child drake officially right? the uncharted four spoiler cast though. so yeah we'll we'll put spoilers that's fine but not really because yeah, we're not is... spoiling uncharted four i haven't played through uncharted four yet this is uncharted you know uncharted sure. this is uncharted territory no this is like common knowledge of the uncharted series by the so, way serious gripe with the game really it should be called charted because you no. immediately get a map in these games. Uh, like, <laughs> it's very charted like no not true the, not come true. on so anyway we Talking, what were we talking about now? We're talking now we're about gonna... how they've basically retconned so, right. previous games. So he's so here's the thing: like he, uh, the whole point of Nathan chasing after these treasures, 
it's always an ulterior motive. Like right. he's always saying, oh, because it's, it's my birthright. Oh, because I need to save my brother. Oh, it's this or that. But really, it's, it's his drive that right. he needs to be the so, first to find and, it. And he has his pride. There, and that's the whole point of every game. And this is obviously the pinnacle of right. that. And, and I don't know how it without, ends, but I'm sure. Without spoiling, I just thought it was just kind of like a slap in the face for him to, to not be a Drake after them really driving the point home for games. I missed it in three where he said, oh, actually, yeah, my so last in name three, is something else. Yeah, in how three. The Hell, you know, the wife isn't like, oh, like we should probably call ourselves like that name. Well, he has it's his legal name, you know, and I mean that's fine, and that's how they met them. And honestly, I think it that is hardly the thing that bothers me the most about the narrative. Obviously, the thing that always bothers me, but now it's become the running joke, is that Nathan is the sociopathic killer that's just murdering right. millions yeah, of pirates that, that, all the that's time. That's crazy. To it's me. literally and every there's actually game. a line in the game where he says something where someone is talking about there's like a, a hold up where like someone's got a head to this character, a gun to this character's head, and someone's got a gun to that character and like it's a stalemate. It's a, yeah, it's and, like and, and, and stalemate. they're like, don't worry, like he won't kill you. He doesn't kill like good people or like he doesn't kill in cold blood. It's just like, it's nice like what try. the fuck have I been doing this whole yeah, time? Nice but, try. But like there are guard in in one of those uh in one of those set pieces in Uncharted Four you're, you know, in what's it called? You're, you're in one of those night places. Uh, it was the, it was the party he was sure. uh, infiltrating, and there are guards or whatever, or just security, yeah. and he kills a couple of those guys yeah. without them actually pulling a gun yeah. on him. Like he's a cold blooded killer. He's a murderer. Yeah. Ryan, you played a Minecraft VR demo on Samsung Gear VR. Yeah. Tell us about the game. Yeah, yeah. So have you guys have not played this yet? Or we have not. No. Were, okay, so they're like. Here's the problem with VR. We've talked about it multiple times. You get nauseous when you're moving independent of your head. Yeah. Game totally solves that problem. There's two modes to play. The first one, you go in, you're in a room, and you're looking at a television screen that's Minecraft. Oh, perfect. And you can look around. (laughs) Real VR situation in Minecraft. Okay. Yeah. So So it's theater mode. You're in a Minecraft themed room. It's a theater mode, right. (laughs) Yeah. It's like Minecraft stuff, like Minecraft dolls. Sure. You get to look at the TV and play Minecraft on your controller. Right. So but then you can also click a button and go in and do the full VR. Okay. And it's like you get pretty nauseous when you're running around. <laughs> <laughs> so they've solved it, except they haven't solved you're it. You're like very nauseated. You kind of like... Well, it's obviously... Can, can you transition between the two at will? Yeah, you can just click a yeah, button. So it's like, oh, I'm getting sick. Like, let me keep playing but take a step back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, it's not the... PC version of Minecraft, obviously. It's it's the pared-down mobile version. But it's, okay. I mean, it's the same graphics. You're just losing some of the um, some of the feature set. Okay. So, it's great. I mean, it's really awesome. You could play yeah. Minecraft on a train with a gamepad in your hand. Full VR. 3D world. I mean, that's yeah. what I'm looking for, VR in general. Like, I, you know, public be damned, I'm going to be playing some serious VR on the train, for sure. Like, I, once... Yeah. Once it's like socially acceptable for a minority of one percent of people, you know, to, for you to be wearing VR in public, I'm gonna be all about that. Okay. Yeah, you're gonna be robbed immediately. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that would be pretty great. But you know, I'm sure we'll get we'll get some kind of censors once the first forty thousand people like, get robbed. He and comes to his train and station raped. and like he's not wearing clothes anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but I Just could not, VR. but I couldn't be happier because I'm still in my VR. Right, that'll be fine. Yeah. So. Pretty awesome if you get a uh, one of these new Samsung phones. You get the headset free. 
Minecraft's like six bucks, and it's just a really cool. You should buy a controller at that point. I mean, that's cool that like a couple of these games, like just surefire awesome games, they're already established, sweet experiences like Minecraft that you could just jump in VR, you know. And VR and Minecraft is that huge, expansive VR experience that you want, you know. Like a lot of people are worried, like, oh, they're all bite-sized games, they're all on-rail shooters. We once talked about, which would be still sweet, but I do want some kind of open-world game, you know, if we're being frank about it like a number world game is hard to get in a vr game but minecraft is there waiting for it you know it's perfect and it's awesome it is awesome all right well if that's all ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for joining us here at the screen watchers of course you can find all of our episodes download them as free mp3s at screenwatchers.net or you can download the podcast on itunes or pocket cast or wherever final podcasts are found you can also follow us on our Facebook page uh, on Screen Watchers or Twitter at Screen Watchers or Instagram at Screen Watchers Games. But coming please, soon, the course, Snapchat channel. Coming soon, Snapchat channel, possibly. What's our email address, Julie? <laughs> ScreenWatchersGames at gmail.com. Locked it down. Screen Watchers Games. Okay. Screen Watchers Games at gmail.com. Fantastic. So please bring us. Uh, Please send us an email for any questions and concerns. Yeah, don't spam our email address. Please don't, don't do spam that. that. <laughs> Only we, can't, we can't handle the millions. Maybe concerns, of but concerns. no spam. Yeah, and of course, always please consider leaving a review on iTunes because that really helps us rise up in the ladder that is the iTunes podcast web. Yeah, five page. stars, five stars. Doesn't matter what you write. Uh, please, only we're gonna read it. Please no leave details. Please leave details in your review for what you would like to see to the podcast, what you would like us to cover. We really appreciate it. Ryan doesn't know what he's saying. It doesn't really matter what you write. As long as you but write something. it doesn't something. matter if he knows because his heart is in the right place. And we love you.